The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one rated sportsbook app. And some of the deals they have for college hoops are crazy. Make sure you use the code Ross. When you sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook, I am Ross, Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. You can see the helmets for those of you that check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL journeyman, offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, awesome temp job in my 20s. Now a bunch of media gigs as well as several podcasts. College Draft Podcast was excellent today. With Dane Brugler and Emery Hunt talking about the tight ends like Kyle Pitts and Pat Fryermuth, as well as Tommy Tremble from Notre Dame. Yesterday on Monday, we had the Ross Tucker football podcast with Alex Anzalone, who's a free agent linebacker from the Saints. Just good to see what a free agent is going through right now. A lot of NFL movement that we're going to have to talk about over the next couple of weeks here on the Even Money Podcast. Check me out always on social, please, at Ross Tucker NFL. Pretty much whatever platform you're on, I'm on, unless it's like Snapchat or TikTok. I haven't gone there yet, and I don't think I will. He is the star of the show, Steve Fezzik, at Fezzik Sports on Twitter, and only at Fezzik Sports. Do not accept any imposters. Hello, Steve. How are you? I am good, Ross. My man, Bryson DeChambeau, in the winner's circle this weekend. Yeah, and not just your guy, Steve. He's like a DraftKings sponsor. Like he's a he's a DraftKings dude. So we love Bryson DeChambeau. I didn't even know how much I love Bryson DeChambeau until I realized he was a DraftKings guy. And we are joined today. You know, I can't say this very often. Joined today by a longtime friend. His name's Paul Roberts. He's been on the show before. You got to check him out at Paul Roberts Cuse. Here's what you need to know about Paul, okay? Number one, he's from my hometown, which means he's legit. Number two, he's an awesome guy. Number three, Syracuse grad, Newhouse School, broadcasting, journalism. So he is legit. He is, in all sincerity, the best 
high school sports play-by-play color guy I've ever heard by a lot. He should be at a minimum doing uh, AAA baseball, NFL, what, what college basketball, college football. Paul's a stud, and he's a listener, Steve, which is great. And he's really good at betting, like really good. He's at, Paul. What's your uh, what's your college hoops record this year? Um, forty two and twenty right now, which is sixty eight percent. To to be honest, you know that, and Steve knows much better than anybody else. To be even at sixty percent, I, I would be very very happy to be at sixty eight percent. I'm ecstatic. I can't say that's going to hold up, but I am in your hometown of why I'm missing. It's 65 degrees right now. Get the snow out of here. The sun is out. I'm on my favorite podcast with my buddy Ross and the best professional better in Steve Fezzik. And with my journalism background, I'm skeptical about a lot. So I follow a lot of pro betters and, and Steve is definitely the best. So to quote Ice Cube, today is a good day. And I, <laughs> and I think that is the first time ever that Why I'm Missing, Steve Fezzik, and Ice Cube have been used together. I love it. All right. So, Paul, I was telling Steve you're coming on, and I told him about your college basketball record this year. What do you think? I'm just going to give you a chance. What do you think his response was? Probably thought I was lying. No, that's a good that's a good guess. No, that is not what he thought. Steve, tell Paul what you told me. Paul, you're not betting enough games because <laughs> if you're hitting 62% or 68%, I'm sorry, correction, obviously you've run good, made really good handicapping work and the ball's bounced right, but you're probably taking some marginal games, 53 to 56% win rate games and not putting them in your portfolio, those are profitable too, but obviously that's going to lower your long-term um, uh, win rate, but still be profitable. And one thing I wanted to talk about with Steve is volume betting, because I see some guys out there and they're playing eight, 10 games a night. And I, I just don't operate that way. My perspective on sports wagering I mean, everybody's seen a league of their own, right? Tom Hanks, Gina Davis. She's she's about to quit. He has that famous line in there about the hard is what makes it great. Talking about baseball and, and how not everybody can do it. That's my feeling on sports wagering. It is very difficult. And if anyone thinks otherwise, they just haven't done it for a long enough period of time. So I have a tough time coming up with one or two plays that I really like and I'm, I'm willing to give out on my social media accounts. And I see some people uh, with seven, eight, nine plays a day. And I'm wondering, Steve, for someone like you, is there a, a, a typical amount that you're playing per day? I'm sure it varies a little bit, but I, I just I'm not on board with the high volume per day especially with something like the NBA where you see these crazy 20-point runs every quarter. Yeah, so pre-flop betting before the game starts, I would say I typically bet anywhere from two to eight college basketball games. And once the game starts, if I'm live wagering, that's a different story because I've got 
multiple uh, books that deal different numbers. It wouldn't be unusual. Just like last night, I laid three and a half, took five and a half. I don't even remember. I think it was App State was the game. <laughs> I don't even remember who was playing. You know, so oftentimes they get such good numbers, you know, that I can go ahead and I, I may have bet, you know, 40 bets over the course of a night, but a lot of them were just off numbers and you don't see those um, available before the game starts. Now I will say this in terms of win rates, there's a lot of people out there that say, Hey, I can hit 60%. Paul's hitting 68%, but I can hit 60%. Well, I got good news for you. If you can hit 60% because you're going to become a billionaire. Here's the math. Start with $1,000, borrow it from Ross Tucker. All right. (laughs) Now every day you're going to take your best bet, and you're going to bet 10% of your bankroll on that play. All right? So you bet $100. After You're going to do that just one time per day. After five years, if you hit 60%, you'll have over $1 billion. <laughs> Regardless of the order of the wins and losses, it does not matter. Now, that doesn't disprove that no one can do it, but I think it kind of does disprove it, doesn't it? Ross, should I send you my routing number for my checking account? <laughs> <laughs> well, so so there's a couple different things there. Because I know, Paul, you wanted to talk live betting then, which I think is great. But let's start with your success, College Hoops, this year. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, Paul, so you can describe your theory to Steve. But I do know most of the ones you give me – uh, are basically the fishy line theory. So I'll let you explain it to Steve, and then Steve can give you his thoughts. Uh, let me preface this by saying I'm not saying write off the data and the stats because it's very important, and I look at Ken Palm's rankings, his offense, his defense. I look at this team stats, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throw percentage. I look at schedule spots. I do that every day. But the fishy line theory, and I would probably get kicked out of the cool club when Steve's hanging out with his pro betters because they're probably data-driven. But I'll give you some examples. And when I mean a fishy line, I've always believed let the line lead the way. If it seems fishy, there's usually a good reason for it. These are just a few of the plays I had this year to, to show you examples. February. Missouri, 13-3, and three, ranked 10th in the country, is playing Ole Miss, who's 10-8. and 10-8 and eight versus 13-3 and three and number 10 in the country. Who's favored in that game? Ole Miss is favored in that game. Not only did they win, they won by 21 points. Okay? Here's another one. Utah is 7-7, seven and seven, playing Arizona, 13-4. and four. Arizona, a much more public team, than Utah, yet the line is only Utah plus two. What happens? The Utes win by 15. Wasn't even close. St. John's Butler, and this is going back a little bit when St. John's was red hot and completely healthy. They'd won six straight. They beat Villanova, who was also healthy at the time, had Gillespie. Villanova was ranked number three in the country. St. John's beat them by 11 points. So that's part of this run. Butler had lost three of four. And if you followed college basketball like I do, there's no Gordon Hayward on this year's Butler team. Frankly, they're not very good. Butler was favored in the game against St. John's, who just won six in a row. Butler had lost three of four. Butler favored and won and covered the game. One more. This is from January. Auburn at nine and seven, 
is playing that Missouri team again. I don't know if you have a lot of viewers in Missouri, Ross. I'll apologize. <laughs> but that Missouri team was ranked number 12 in the country. Auburn at 9-7, and seven, favored by two in the game, and covered the spread. Sometimes, and again, there's no data here as far as, you know, I know there's some people that only make wagers by, you know, looking at numbers. Sometimes I do believe that there's a reason lines are what they are, and, and those games stand out to me. So he, so Steve, just to piggyback, he's probably, Paul's probably giving me the 20 of these this year, and they're probably like 15 and five. I mean, they, they've done very well. So I don't know if it's just a college hoops thing, but in general, Steve, your thoughts on Paul's fishy line theory, and if it doesn't smell right, take the take the take the side that doesn't smell right. Well, it makes a lot of sense. The you know one of the trends that the pros love to play is for years an unranked team favored against a ranked team because the idea is that the public's going to bet the ranked team, and despite the public putting their money down on the St. John's in your example, uh, the pros know better and they're backing the unranked team. And so to use an example, the Auburn game you cited, and I'm not a college basketball expert, but I watched enough Auburn games to tell you the story changed completely because Sharif Cooper, their freshman, I don't know why he wasn't playing early in the year, but he's awesome. He's incredible. And once he came in, if you just blindly bet the over in every Auburn game, you won them, all of them seemingly because their offense got so much better. Now Sharif Cooper got hurt again, so now it's time to bet against Auburn and bet under on Auburn. But it shows how you know oftentimes a team's record and the stats and data and analytical guys will put all that numbers in their computer, but if they don't have a parameter for Sharif Cooper, they're not going to value Auburn correctly. And I, I would give you another example, Ross, too, of, of how – I like to use the eye test along with the numbers in addition to the ever-popular fishy line. And that is last night, Gonzaga-St. Mary's. Okay, the best player for St. Mary's is probably a guy named Kuzi. He's their point guard. Who does Gonzaga have at point guard? Jalen Suggs, who's going to be a lottery pick. He's probably a, a top three pick. Cade Cunningham from Okie State will, will go number one. Suggs could go two or three. He's that good. So St. Mary's, who's not on the level of Gonzaga to begin with, but now when you look at the matchup, you're asking their best player to go up against Gonzaga's, one of their three best players, who's a lottery pick. Not a good matchup for St. Mary's. And I know there's a lot of talk about tempo. St. Mary's got rolled in that game. They, they were never in. They were down 18 at halftime. They, they never threatened. That to me is an example of, how you add eye test and how teams match up in addition to just numbers. You know, Steve, I want to ask you as well. Um, he, he also had a hockey theory that's done well for me this year as well. And that is, uh, I guess, two hockey theories. One is betting on teams to win in regulation because the juice is much better when you do that, well, I'll let you explain, Paul, but hockey wins and regulation and, and, and laying the goal and a half against horrible teams. Right. So I haven't heard people talk about this. And, you know, I'm not a hockey expert by any stretch of the imagination. I'm sure Ross is a Flyers fan. I'm a Flyers fan just from where we're from. So I watch those games, but I don't know a whole lot about hockey. What I do know is there are some teams 
that are pure manure this season. Ottawa is 9-18. and 18. Detroit is minus 33 in goal differential. That's the worst in the league. Buffalo's lost six in a row. The Sabres are a mess. So I like to play against some of those teams. I guess my question for Steve is, what is the best way to get at that? What I've been doing, and I don't hear any pros talk about this, as opposed to the money line or the puck line where you have to win by two, I use the 60-minute line a lot, which is that they have to win in regulation. Last night, for example, Oilers-Senators, one of those garbage teams, it was 2.30 on the money line. It was 155 on the 60-minute line, and Edmonton did win 3-2. to two. So if you played the puck line in that game, you would have lost. In regulation, you won. I- I'm just wondering what – and you're the, the math wizard – is it better to when you have a big favorite? And there's another one tonight. The Flyers are playing the Sabres. The Flyers are minus 250 on the money line. On the 60-minute line, it's 155. Huge difference there. Is there more value to play the 60-minute line as opposed to the puck line or not so much? Well, I'm talking about hockey, so I'm in danger here of coming across as not being um, competent. But, you know, so – let me make sure I understand. So when you play the um, the money line on the 60-minute the line, you're essentially laying minus a half goal for the first 60 minutes, correct? Right. They have to win in regulation. So if it goes to overtime and they win, I still lose the bet. Sure enough. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems light to only be able to lay minus 150. On the example that you gave, and believe me, I know nothing about hockey, but by some miracle, I'm actually on top of this game. I know that Buffalo Star Center, and his name begins with an E, and that's I'm Paul. What's his name? <laughs> I'm not even sure. He's, Is it Pat Lafontaine? Is he still in the league? He, he's, <laughs> he's out. So I know the overnight was minus two twenty, and now it's minus two sixty. So because of because of that, you've got a situation where you may well get a stale number on the sixty minute line because you had a thirty cent move on the money line. So I would think. That would be one of these derivative bets that when you see a power move like we saw on this flyer game, that you could go ahead and take advantage of it. Frankly, when it comes to hockey, I've always described it as soccer on ice, but I can't see the ball. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, speaking of power moves, Steve, you guys might have done this already because you guys have unbelievable heads of hair. One power move is to go to keeps.com and use the code even money. I've been a keeps customer for years because I'm trying to keep my hair because I'm on TV and stuff. Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss. Evidently not Paul and Steve. They're the third. By the time they are 35, more than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. Be like me, okay? There's only two FDA-approved medications I'm not embarrassed about it. One's a pill I take in the morning. One's a topical solution. I rub on my bald spot in the morning and at night. Come on, man. It's Look, it is what it is. My grandpa went bald when he was like 18, I think. So anyway, if you're ready to be like me and take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash even money to receive your first month of treatment free. Why not? Why not get your first month free? That's K-E-E. PS.com slash even money. I love that they have me spell out keeps. 
as if like like if you can't spell keeps, you got way bigger issues, okay, than just your balding spot. All right. You got way bigger problems. To get your first month free, keeps.com slash even money. All right. So Paul, while you're here, Steve had a couple points he wanted to make, and you can chime in on them. The first, Steve, Bryson DeChambeau saved golf. What do you mean? Tiger, obviously, major injury. We're all wishing him well. And doesn't look like Tiger's going to be able to play golf anytime soon. Who knows about competitive golf? But I'll make the case, golf is boring. Golf got popular because of Tiger Woods showing emotion, wearing his heart on his sleeve, and basically making his opponents uncomfortable. Every other golfer wants to make their opponents comfortable. You know, they're very cordial. They're nice. They don't call anybody out. I love Bryson DeChambeau. Anti-establishment. Hey, all my clubs, all my irons are going to be the same length. I don't care that you're three irons longer than your seven iron. That's not how I'm going to do it. You take John Daly, you give him a math degree from MIT and three personal trainers. And what do you get? You get Bryson DeChambeau. He argues with referees. He um, doesn't bend the rules, but he questions them. And uh, he tries to drive to the fringe of the green on par five severe dog legs. This is a guy that everyone's going to want to bet on, bet against, and watch. And because of that, he's going to drive golf. And that's why you're going to see DraftKings volume this year, betting-wise, be so much higher because of Bryson DeChambeau. Love it. I, I love it. Um, look, I just like any guy that's a golfer that like lifts weights like that and gets that much bigger. Well, he had a strategy, and it worked, right? I mean, he, he basically said, like, if I just get stronger, I can hit it further. Gives me an advantage. I like it. You don't, you don't bet golf much, do you, Paul? Uh, very rarely. What I usually do is Sunday morning before the final round, I'll take a look at the leaderboard and maybe a pick to win it. And actually, this past weekend, I did take DeChambeau. He was about – I think I got him at 225. So I, I was feeling pretty good about that. I agree with Steve, though. I'm not a golfer. I do find it boring. He makes it more interesting. And I, I don't think anybody would argue with that. That drive he had over the water, and it was like at a happy Gilmore. I mean, people were going nuts. So I think he, he does add an edge. I know there's a lot of people that don't like that. He was in the, the one bunker, and you could hear the, the mics picked him up saying these are the worst bunkers on tour. Now, I'm sure there are a lot of traditionalists that weren't real fond of that. I found it, you know, <laughs> humorous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve, got to get your college basketball basic strategy because here we have all the conference tournaments this week. We'll have selection Sunday on Sunday. Next week we'll be almost all talking about March Madness, people, how to bet it, filling out your brackets. We'll do all that next Tuesday, along with a bunch of NFL stuff, because we'll be knocking on the corner of the new league year. Uh, but what is your college basketball basic strategy? Avoid the needle in the haystack bets. And anyone who's been listening to me knows that's pretty much my basic strategy in all these sports. But this is the time of the year that the Fake bettors, the media guys that pretend to be, they call themselves professional gamblers, bullshit, because they make recommendations that are horrendous. And it starts with conference tournaments where they go out and they and they take teams that have been playing better of late, 
And just because the team has been improving, they think there's value to bet them to win their conference tourney, to win the big dance. And then they, they, they do the, well, once all I need is for my, my team to win a couple games and then I can hedge into a profit. Well, you know what? Your team needs to win a couple games just to be able to hedge into a break-even point. More often than not, the house takes such great, large, vigorous. I saw one expert talking about how Dayton was going to win the A-10. Yeah, Dayton was playing better, but Dayton was getting odds that were horrendous. And so now the hot teams, oh, Arkansas, oh, Illinois, you know, these teams are going to have value betting them if you just do a mechanical parlay and just bet them. Take your $100 you're going to bet on the future and bet them on the money line game one and then cash the ticket. Roll it over and bet them on the money line game two and just keep doing that. You're going to make much more money on your team, not to mention you can stop anytime you want. So if the story changes and you no longer like your team, Iowa's second best player gets hurt, Villanova's star guard gets hurt, now you're not locked in on a bet that you can't get out of if something happens that you don't like as the tournament progresses. I like it. Uh, well, you kind of talked about that a little bit last week, but that makes perfect sense. I think that might be, by the way, the first time anyone has ever sworn on any <laughs> podcast on the Ross Tucker podcast. I'm talking like 2,000 podcasts. Oh. I don't know that anybody – and honestly, Steve, I'm a, number one, I'm just glad it's not me. And number two, if you're going to swear on one – the gambling one's probably the right one because we probably don't have a lot of eight-year-olds that listen to this one. But you, you'd, be, you'd be amazed, by the way. I get, like, YouTube comments and people emailing me. It's great. My son listens. The whole family listens. Thank you so much for not swearing. Or It's amazing. I don't think they listen to even money, though, Steve. So I think, I think you're okay. And I think you said bull spit. If I, I was listening pretty clear, carefully, I think you said bull spit. Um Speaking of bull spit, I want to say bull spit about your next thing. You have a new NBA favorite. Tell me about him. Yes, yeah, so the Brooklyn Nets now have passed the Lakers. Number one choice to win the title just a week ago. Brooklyn was 4-1. to one. Now Brooklyn right around plus 270. The Lakers plus 280 to win the title. And you know what? I think it makes a whole lot of sense. I... Love the fact that Brooklyn's uh, pieces have come together. We had big questions about Kyrie Irving, big questions about Harden. How's everyone going to fit in? And I remember when Harden single-handedly beat Phoenix in his post-game interview, and he talked about teamwork and how his teammates all came together. Very anti-Harden, if you ask me. And the more I look at this, who is going to beat the Nets in the East? And Embiid and company? I don't yes. see it. That is the oh. answer, Steve. You're, you're on the wrong show today, buddy. Paul and I, we are Sixers fans. We can tell you the Sixers. Look, all I know is I don't know if the Sixers are going to win, but gosh, I hope they do. I mean, not just because I'm a fan of them, but like the Sixers are like a real team. You know, like they drafted MB, they drafted Simmons, they've had these players for a while. The Brooklyn Nets, this is a joke at this point. I no, mean, you get Durant, you get Kyrie. Oh, let's get Harden. Oh, Blake Griffin does the bio. Let's get him. Let's get Andre Drummond. I mean, is this pickup basketball? Is this the NBA All-Star game? I, I Look, I don't even care that much about the NBA. I'm going to root so hard for the Sixers to beat the Nets if they play each other in the NBA, in the Eastern Conference Finals. I, 
I hope they beat them so bad. The joke is that you can shoot free throws better than Ben Simmons. And that is just a testimony to the fact that Simmons doesn't take his game seriously. I know guys that can have both hands in casts and they can, with enough practice, shoot 70%. Just doing that. Bottom line, we have a bet. The three of us are going out to dinner. When the Nets last longer in the playoffs, you guys are buying me dinner. If uh, hold hold last- on. Hold on here. Hold on here. If Philly lasts longer, all right, Ross will pay. If Philly lasts longer, I'm taking both of you out to dinner. This is a great example of separating your heart from your brain. So I am a 76ers fan. Love the Barkley teams growing up with Dawkins and Hawkins, the G-man, Mike Jaminski, even even Bob Thunder Thornton off the bench, and, and Ron Anderson, all those guys, Rick Mahorn. But I like the Nets to to win the Eastern Conference if I'm wagering. I'm not going to be rooting for them. I'd like to ask Steve, I saw in the East now, I think the Nets are plus 125. And I'm not a huge guy for futures wagers, but what did you think about – I know you you like them to win it all. What do you think about the plus 125 to win the East? Oh, I think it's a solid wager. I think the Nets have just over a 50% chance, and frankly – I don't believe in Milwaukee at all. The fact they've only got five guys who played in the playoffs for their team last year, and they crapped out in the playoffs the last two years. Those Milwaukee teams were better than this Milwaukee team. You look at Boston's demise, and Philly's the only thing that really realistically seems to be standing in the way of the Nets. And remember, the Nets have had the, the big three have all been out um, for more than 10 games, not playing for their team. This team's only going to get better. And also, guys chasing rings. What an attractive destination. I don't think that Brooklyn's done acquiring the assets. And, uh, hey, you know, Lob City, big men lobbing to other big men as an, as an addition. you got to love this team. All right, here's what everybody needs to do now, okay? Follow my buddy Paul on Twitter, at Paul Roberts Cuse. He gives out his college basketball plays. And they win. Follow him. He's going to be on the show again, maybe even a couple weeks during March Madness. And the other thing, Ross, if anyone out there can get me a new job, that would be awesome too. I am looking for a new opportunity. So program directors out there, talk show hosts, uh, radio, you want to talk sports betting, any football, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever, (laughs) feel free to DM me. I'd appreciate it. I could give you about a million jobs that you should have right now i can't give them to you but i could tell them i could tell you about them i could also tell you a million people you're better than steve will tell you there's people on tv talk and radio talking about betting that you're clearly better than and i thought a high school broadcaster was better than a triple a broadcaster already you mentioned that'd be a promotion i think that's a demotion ross (laughs) no no some of those triple a like play-by-play guys are legit like they should be doing they should be doing the majors like one of my buddies John Sadak just got that job with the Cincinnati Reds. You're, you're Reds, Steve. Oh, um, don't talk Reds announcers. I'm not going there. Uh, no, none of us are going <laughs> there. Hey, check out Paul on Twitter, at Paul Roberts Cuse. He's going to be on again. At, look, with the proliferation of sports betting, it's a joke that Paul doesn't have a job. He just got done with the radio stuff in Reading. He's on his way to bigger and better things. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. 
Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.